Lego. Welcome to Connectivity 186. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Adam Abu Nazir. Um, Abu Nasser. <laughs> Sorry, yep. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and uh, Brian Rose. Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Doing I'm, I'm good. You're good? So, um, yeah, we'll just jump into our... Um, sort of intro here but uh our main topic today is going to be all about uh our favorite games of a generation or you know the kinds of games that leave an impression um on us at the time uh you know we can't stop thinking about them wanting to play them all the time so our topic is going to be basically about our 11 out of 10 games games that we really really like and uh sort of you know blew us away at the time but first like i said we're going to jump into just a little bit of a um what we've been up to again so uh Adam, you're new to the site and uh, NWR in general, so um, do you want to um, just go over a bit of your background and when you sort of, what did you do to sort of um, join the site? Um, anything you want to mention? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so I've been a big fan of the site for a really long time. Um, I found, um, you know, I found RFN like four years ago, I think, um, and uh, I'm Sorry, I'm kind of like freaking out right now. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually sent in an audition video to be on Connectivity uh, in like May. I heard uh, about that. I haven't, I haven't actually uh, watched it. Neil mentioned it to me um, a few weeks you, ago, though. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Don't you don't have to watch it. Um, and then Neil reached out to me and asked if I had any uh, any writing samples, and I was like, Oh God, no! I don't have anything. So I ended up sending in like a diary entry that I wrote on my phone when I was bored at work about Nintendo um, <laughs> and some other things. And then that they wanted me to edit that. And I was so embarrassed looking through it again, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that like my heroes read this. And uh, <laughs> um, I guess I did OK. Um so I, I checked my email every day for like a month waiting for to hear back from Neil. Um, and I started to kind of give up like, oh, well, like it, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then I get an email from him that said like, hey, we haven't heard from you in a month. Are you still interested? And I looked back and I had gotten an email from him <laughs> like a month before. He got back to me in 20 minutes and I had waited a whole month. Um, so of course I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, and that was like the week of E3. So, uh, a little bit uh, after, yeah. a little bit after E3, I came on and, uh, still terrified and starstruck and here I am. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, what are you been up to? Have you been, what sort of games have you been playing just quickly? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Splatoon. Um, I have cool. a, a friend that doesn't play video games at all. He played like Uncharted 3 and WWE, and that's all he's played since, like, the 90s. Uh, <laughs> but but his wife got a Wii U, and I talked him into getting Splatoon, 
and he was complaining so much about how it's uh, online multiplayer only, he can't play it with his family or anything, but then he got really addicted to the online, so it's exciting to be able to, to play a game with, with one of my friends like that. Um, I still play a lot of Smash. I'm awful at it, but I, I just love it so much. Now you can join the uh, next NWR League whenever that happens. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, uh, Brian, what's been happening with you? Um, Not too much. Uh, lately, I've been covering the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament over at WrestlingObserver.com, and uh, that's been uh, very daunting because it's been about 19 shows in the span of in the span of a month so it's very uh it's been very daunting to cover there's a bunch of matches there's a bunch of um great matches actually so uh, i've i've had to stay up very late over the last month because it always starts around two thirty in the morning my time so it's um overall i i really enjoy doing it but at the same time it but, but it ends this weekend with three shows at uh over at Sumo Hall in Japan, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all ends and who wins and all that. But yeah, uh, it's it's been tiring, but at the same time, I'm, I've enjoyed it a lot. So you're you must be a big wrestling fan then. <laughs> yeah, just stay up that late and to cover 19 shows. But yeah, I'm really into yeah. New Japan right now. New Japan I think because um, I think I've been seeing you mention on Twitter and it's all scrolling past. And every time I see G One, I think you're talking about Transformers, <laughs> <laughs> the G One Transformers. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, the no. G One Climax Tournament. I don't know what the name stands for, or whatever, but that's what they call it. So uh, you haven't been playing any games, I take it then? Oh, actually, I've been playing a bunch of Rare Replay. Oh, cool. And. Um, I played Battletoads for the first time and I got depressed immediately because of the, of the Turbo Tunnel level. It's like <laughs> some of the worst, like the worst level I've ever played. Like just mean, like really mean. Yeah, I was I was watching um uh Thai uh, stream uh, where we played like last week or whatever it was, and um he was playing Battletoads and. I just, that level that it gets so um, fast, like, even though he completed it fairly easily. But I was like, oh wow, like because I never, I've never really tried to play the game before. So the timing is so incredibly short, when, especially mm. towards the latter stages, when it's just yeah. like blinking like two seconds, and then you have to like determine what the hell you're going to do. And I had, mm. I have like no. <laughs> it's just so daunting to. Try beat that. I mean, I've restarted. And I I used the save points because I knew I wasn't going to beat it without save points, so I kept using save points. And even that, it's still like insane. Like the how they expect you to beat that with that kind of timing and that kind of precision. But mm. um, I plan to do it eventually. But I eventually just quit and went to Viva Pinata, Trouble in Paradise. It's like the uh, the complete opposite of Battle Toads. <laughs> it's very serene. Ow. Very calming. Power. I'm gonna go back to it eventually, but uh, but I was just like Viva Pinata. That's why I wanted to get a replay was to play Viva, Viva Pinata again, and I um I am pretty close to beating it. I think I think the there's a bunch of challenges that I have to do. Like you have to get a pinata with a certain kind of color, a certain kind of trick, a certain kind of 
outfit to wear and you have to send it off and mm. there's a ton of those and I haven't gone to all of it yet but and which is weird because I've been playing it non-stop for like a week it's, yeah, it seems like a, a fairly long game, sort of like in the same vein as Animal Crossing or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually um, bought a 360 copy of it earlier this year, but I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, if if you play the first one, it's pretty much the same thing with a few new additions, but overall mm. I, en- I enjoyed it. I didn't play it as much when it first came out in 2008, but I spent a lot more time on it this this time around and it's, it's pretty fun uh you wanted to say something before adam yeah how early is the tunnel level in battletoads i want to say like the third or fourth yeah i think it's like level three really like just yeah. minutes into the game uh, like maybe 15 to 30 minutes into the game the levels are quite long okay yeah, yeah from what i've seen um, as for me, uh, I've been ch- chipping away at Star Fox Adventures Steel and uh, Kirby 64. I actually got up to the last boss the other night. So that's just like the regular boss, not the one with all the shards like, after you collect all the crystal shards. Um, that's been fun. Um, I haven't really been playing a whole lot, um, really. So um, that's sort of it for me. <laughs> I've been sick, so I don't know if that's interesting or not. <laughs> okay, so we'll leave it there for this uh, intro segment, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes with um, our main topic, our 11 out of 10 games. Welcome back, and now we're going to be talking about our favorite games of a generation, or our 11 out of 10 games, it's like the score, um, 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Uh, So to me, in a generation um, of gaming, uh, sometimes I come across a game where I, it just sort of surprises me and blows me away out of, out of nowhere, basically. So what I was thinking we'll do is identify those games uh, that we sort of loved and um, really sucked us in in a generation and go through them in chronological order. So we're going to start all the way back at around the NES era and uh, move forward from there. So Adam, do you want to kick us off? Um, what was your one from around the NES era, if you have one? Um. Well, probably my favorite game from the NES is actually, I think it's the last NES game to come out. Uh, and that's Wario's Woods. I know it came out really late. Um, I remember we rented it once, um, and my mom got really addicted to it. And she's not a gamer at all. Um, and, and she's still, to this day, will... She has a Wii with Wario's Woods and Netflix on it. And just every once in a while, she'll she'll play Wario's Woods. Uh, and it's just a, a precious memory. And it's a really fun game, too. Yeah, my, my friend uh, is a pretty massive fan of it as well and uh you know if whenever we were over his house sometimes we'd all just be sort of bored and okay we're not really feeling like playing anything he would throw warriors woods on and we'd just watch him play and sort of be mesmerized by it because he was so good at it 
Yeah, I'm sad that we never saw anyone revisit that kind of gameplay. You know, there was that one and then the Super NES version, and that was kind of it. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't come back in like a redone version at all. But I guess it's harder to harder to do these days with puzzle games. I mean, Tetris sort of gets away with it, but you know, maybe a downloadable game would be cool. Well, we get a Doctor Mario like every two months. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, good good point, good point. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if Warriors Woods came back, but for some reason, um, that game seems to get a lot of hate from people. Like a lot of people don't like that game. I've played a little bit of it, but I never played it extensively. But mm. from what I remember, I, I liked it. Yeah, I guess it can be sort of frustrating um, at first if you're sort of not really too familiar with it. But it, it is like once you sort of um, understand it a bit better and stuff, like it is pretty fun. So, uh, Brian, what was your what's your one? I mean, the first one that comes off the top of my head is uh, Super Mario Three. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like the most hyped NES game of all time. I mean, I remember seeing it in The Wizard, and uh, I thought, you know, when that game comes out, it's going to be amazing. And then when it came out, it actually, like, exceeded expectations. It was Mm. just a brilliant game, and I always go back to that game constantly because uh, it's not my favorite Mario game of all time. It's actually um, Super Mario World, but uh, Super Mario 3 is just, like, amazing in terms of... um, level design and mm-hmm. and uh, graphics and, and music and just everything about it's just awesome and then you could still go back to it I and mean, it came out in 88 so about 26 years later it's still like one of the best NES games and best video games you know frankly of all time mm. I mean I didn't play uh, most of the Mario games until the early 2000s actually so Mario 3 still stood out um as being really great though and I mean I used to um me and my the same friend that played Warriors Woods we used to compete for sort of speed runs and levels uh for a while there and that was fun um but yeah because I didn't really have I didn't have uh any Nintendo systems growing up until the late 90s with uh the Game Boy and the N64 so I mean I, I I played some stuff at friends houses but not like anything for like a long time and stuff yeah, I've played, I think, every single main Mario game except for three. I I feel dirty about it. I've never admitted it before. You need to play it, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's the, it's the only one I don't own. Uh, and I guess I don't have any excuse. Yeah, you can get it on Virtual Console. Right. But which one? You know, there's decisions Wii and stuff. Wii U. Wii U. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so as I just said before, I didn't have an NES, so... Um, my first, I guess it's one of my first memories of gaming. It would be, um, at a friend's house on the Sega Master System and it was Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Have you guys, uh, played this at all? Yeah, it's a, no. it's an interesting platformer. I mean, I, I didn't get into it, but, um, the, the stuff I, I played from it, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, we never really got past like the third or fourth level at the time because we were like, you know, four years old or something, but, um, that game is like playing it now. It's pretty unfair game, but the graphics and the music are still very, um, charming. Um, it's just, there's a lot of great melodies in, in that game. And like one of the coolest things that we used to try and like get up to was the, uh, like the motorbike level. Cause that was just cool. 
you could like buy the motorbike and then zoom through like the third or fourth stage or something. And that was great. Um, but the bosses in that game now, I mean, you can look them up, look up the sequence on game facts, but the way the bosses work, it's a game of, uh, paper, scissors, rock. And, um, basically, you know, if you lose the, the, the round of paper, scissors, rock, you, the game's over basically. So you can look up the order and like beat the bosses that way now, but you know, back then it was just sort of unfair. You would have had to keep playing it in writing down the sequence each uh, to win each time. Okay, so let's move on to the next round of consoles, uh, the Super NES era. Uh, Adam, do you want to kick us off again? Um, I can I go back to Game Boy? Oh sure, yeah, around that you know around that sort of era, Super NES, Game Boy, it's all around the same time. Sure. For the Game Boy Tetris, I, I still play a lot, uh, the original version uh, or the Game Boy version, uh, and I have a, a strong memory of my brother and I trying to get our TV back from our mom, and uh, we're standing there, I'm maybe like three, and we introduce her to Tetris to try and get her off of our, our Wario's Woods, uh, <laughs> but, then I, but then I lost my Game Boy for a couple of months. Um, man, those it's puzzle just games. A, oh man, it's a magical game, you can just get lost in it. You know, if you get in a really bad Tetris binge and then you're walking somewhere that has tiles, you <laughs> see the Tetraminos in the floor. <laughs> and there's something about that version that everybody loves because that was the version that I played as a kid and I really loved. And it's out on, like, every system ever now, but it's it's that version that everybody loves and everybody talks about to this day probably because um, it launched with the Game Boy in 89, I, I believe, and... Uh, yeah, that that version is the one that got me into Tetris. I mean, I just love the music and just the simplicity of it, and just how addicting it could be. Yeah, that's a very good game. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of Tetris. I've never really gone into it hardcore or anything. Um, oh, so yeah. you haven't had the Tetris dreams yet? No, I haven't had the Tetris dreams. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't because I I don't I don't know. It just doesn't pull me in, which might seem strange, but it doesn't. So Brian, what's uh, next on your list? Are we going back to or Game Boy or Super Nintendo? Or... It doesn't matter. Just whatever's next on your list, sort of. On Game Boy, I mean Pokemon Red and Blue. That that was the. I played two games on the original Game Boy. The first one was Tetris, mm-hmm. and I just completely abandoned it for years, and then. Um, the Pokemon anime started and I'm like well this is pretty cool I gotta play the game sometime so um, so I got that and you know I wasn't really into RPGs at that time around late 90s but um, Super Mario RPG which we'll get into because that's one of my games um, that got me to RPGs so I played Pokemon and um, I mean I like the RPG and I like the aspect of collecting the Pokemon Mm-hmm. And trading with people, and um, to this day, it's, it's it definitely so should so should sage. But um, I I I would go back to that and play that a lot, especially the Game Boy Advance remake. Uh, that yeah. it's just um, one of the best titles on the Game Boy, and it's just um, kind of one one of the games I would go back to and play again constantly to this day. It's it's an ama- it's a mm-hmm. great game. I mean. I um went back and played blue version uh, a year, a year and a half ago, I think. 
Um, I replaced the internal battery in the game cart and um, started playing it again. And, um, you know, I really do like Red and Blue. They're probably, uh, probably you know, one of my top uh, Pokemon games slash Game Boy games. So, you know, I um, played, like, restarted it a whole bunch of times uh, back, like, back in the day and stuff. So, got all the Hunt 151. <laughs> A guy include Pokemon Gold and Silver too. That's probably like the best Pokemon game I've played because, yeah, um, yeah. because it's the first. It felt like a true sequel. Not the other, none of the other Pokemon games except yeah. for maybe Black and White too. Um, felt like a true sequel. And yeah, it, it improved on is... it improved on everything from the original game from the time to the daytime nighttime setting to a bunch of new pokemon to the breeding system to going to kanto and then uh facing the rival from the first game at the end of uh gold and silver that's just one of the uh one of my favorite moments in video games is to face red again after uh getting all 16 badges that's that one is one of my best games of all time that i would put that probably in the top five i mean i yeah. liked Red, red and blue got me into it, but gold and silver just made me a fan for, for life probably. Yeah, gold and silver um, definitely do feel like a proper sequel to red and blue. Like it does feel like playing those back to back feels um, very complete. I think, uh, even though you're not playing the same character in the in, in gold and silver, it um, definitely feels um, like it is a proper sequel like you said and uh yeah just having the kanto region as well in that game was mind-blowing i remember um also before i had the game because it took me a while to actually get it i remember just sitting there at school watching the intro on someone's game boy color and being amazed at the animation and the <laughs> like the little intro movie i thought that was so cool and stuff like the um mobile phone uh, stuff so you can ring up uh, past trainers and stuff to fight them again. That yeah. was cool. That, even though it seems a bit like, you know, not that interesting now from like, today's perspective, it was just something cool that you could do. Yeah, I, I, I like the phone system. I just didn't like when they would constantly be ringing when I was like leveling up or when I was just mm. walking around and all of a sudden you get a phone call I'm like... I don't want to hear about your Goldie, and I want to just go to the next, next <laughs> town, you know? And you could uh, deck out your room with, like, plushes and stuff too, right? Which they took, it sadly took that out in the remake for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. You know, when I was a kid, I actually set my room up exactly like the room in Gold and Silver. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so I guess we're up to me now. And I wasn't really thinking in terms of Game Boy before, but... Uh, I guess I've already said it, uh, Pokemon would probably be my top uh, favorite Game Boy games. So I'll move on to uh, the next sort of console generation. That would be Sonic the Hedgehog for the Mega Drive. Sonic the Hedgehog 1, to be precise. Even though that's not like considered the best Sonic game, uh, generally Sonic 2 is considered the most complete and best Sonic game on the system. But Sonic 1 was the one that I got for Christmas in like probably like 94 also and uh that was pretty amazing the graphics the uh you know just running around the levels i the way i used to play sonic was like sort of counterintuitive to the way most people 
would like play Sonic, like instead of blazing through, I would sort of like try and explore every nook and cranny and just try and see what I can do with the physics and also like collect all the rings, try and collect all the rings in the level and then move oh, on. God. So that took like a while. Like, uh, Green Hill Zone, like, I know it back to front now because I, I spent so much time just sort of messing around in, um, in that level and like, you know, Marble Zone is not that great. <laughs> but there is like a bunch of um, mini shortcuts throughout the, those zones as well, which I found just by sort of messing around and seeing what walls you could go through and stuff like that. You guys, you guys like Sonic at all? Yeah, I played the first. Um, I played all the Genesis games. They were all fun. Um, I like the original's fun. The uh, Sonic Two is pretty good. I mean, I like Sonic Two. Um, Sonic 3, yeah, Sonic Two is good. Sonic Three and. Um, yeah, Sonic 3 is a very good game, too. I mean, um, I think they encompassed everything that they wanted to do from the first two Sonic games, and they put it in 3, and uh, 3 is a very good title. I like 3 a lot, too. Yeah, I never owned 3 back uh, sort of during the 90s. It wasn't until later that I ended up trying it out. I don't like 3 and Knuckles as much. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe sometimes it's the length of the levels, or... I didn't really like the sprite work on Sonic in Sonic 3. They changed his sprite and I thought it looked worse, um, which is like an incredibly minor issue, but still, I like the way he looks in Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 better. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said better um, than the one that they did with Sonic Adventure later, where they completely redesigned him. Yeah, and then with the GameCube re-release, they replaced that version again. So there's like two different Sonic Adventure models. Yes, Sonic Adventure 2 was actually my first Sonic game. Um, and I loved it. But looking back, I know now that it was kind of terrible. Um, but then I played Sonic Adventure 1, and then I got like a collection. And I hated all the old Sonic games. I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I just was terrible at them. Um, I would try and run really fast. I was scared of the timer, and I would get lost and stuck on things and die. Are we talking about um, the Game Gear games, or or? No, the like the the Master Collection or whatever for GameCube that had like Sonic One and Two and Three. Um, oh, Sonic I, Gems. Just, maybe I bought all of them, but I hated them, and I kept buying the damn collections. Yeah, the Game Gear games don't hold up very well. No. But um, I had the op- uh, sort of the opposite thing happen because when, when the GameCube launched, I got Sonic Adventure 2 uh, with it and uh, I hadn't played a Sonic game since Sonic 2, you know. <laughs> and when I put that in, I was completely uh, taken aback by the rockin' tunes and the, like, this isn't the Sonic that I remember, the cute little Sonic. He's, like, fighting guys with guns and it's just, like, it was sort of like a culture shock. But um, I I did end up really liking uh, Adventure Two over over time, and uh, my friends and I used to do the race thing in two player, and that was fun. But anyway, let's go back to the next game on Adam's list. So, what's your next one? Uh, my next one would have to be uh, Final Fantasy Three for Super Nintendo. Oh, I guess that's backwards, isn't it? Oh, well, I want to talk about it. It's the best game no, ever. No, that's okay. We're, we're up to that sort of... Um, yeah, yeah, we're around anyway. there. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, that's around the time I played it. Um, I know now it's called Final Fantasy VI, but 
back then it it wasn't my first RPG, but it was my first old school RPG. Um, and it just drew me in. If it had been any other game, I don't think I would have fallen in love like I did. Uh, but the characters each had, there were so many characters, like a million characters or something like that. Um, and they each had a backstory and a unique way that you got them and they would come and go and you'd never know if you'd see them again. Uh, and then halfway through the game, you go to fight the final boss and you lose and everything dies and then you wake up and you play the rest of the game and uh you have to go re-get all your people again um and i've i've still never seen anything like it it's it's just a really special game yeah final fantasy uh three slash six it looks really nice too and the music i love the music in that game yeah the music's really good uh i listen to the soundtrack sometimes I love the um the opening of that game uh, where it has like the mode seven mech guys walking around and the credits for the game come up and that's cool. You look that's, at that that's... game and you look at Final Fantasy four and it's like night and day compared to like um, the hardware how they got the hardware going from Final Fantasy four to Final Fantasy six. It's really amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Final Fantasy IV is one that should be brought up too because I, I really like Final Fantasy IV. I mean, graphically it doesn't hold up today, but um, in terms of storytelling, that was like... I don't want to say it's like the first RPG to have like a great story. I'm, I'm sure there's some on the NES, but in terms of... I think it's the first game that really had a, a really great story. I mean, I'm sure people like um, games on the NES that had good stories, but I think... That that was one of the first games that really told a story that branched out, and you had people dying, and you had it felt like an epic compared to anything that was on the NES. Mm. Well, they could just do more with uh, with text on in the like, in the cartridge and stuff at that time, right? It was easy, a little easier to flesh the story out because they weren't so constrained by uh, the data they had to put on the system, uh, put on the cart. Yeah, and if you look at the translation on the Super NES version, it's not... It's pretty bad, I want to say, but um, mm. later versions had uh, told a really great story. I think it, it it helped branch the story out more. Out more. Yeah. So, Brian, what's your next game? Um, There's so many on the Super Nintendo. I can't even like, narrow it down to just one, but... um. Super Mario RPG was the game that got me into RPGs, so I have to bring that up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was watching uh, the gaming historian on YouTube and about uh, Final Fantasy and Mystic Quest, and and their goal for Mystic Quest was to make a game that would uh, easily be played by just about anybody because it was so easy and so simple. But um, mm. it didn't sell well here because you know it's just. People thought it was cheap. People who played RPGs thought it was cheap, and people who never played RPGs probably weren't interested in it anyway. But I mean, yeah. if you want a game that will get you into RPGs, just put Mario in RPG. You know, he he was super popular back then, and you know, you put him in an RPG setting that's relatively easy to get into, which it pretty much was, especially for a beginner like me. Because one of the things I hate about RPGs was about was like going on the map and exploring. I mean, I know a lot of people like that, but at the same time, I get lost very easily. So mm. getting 
having a game like Super Mario RPG where it's so simple and you're already familiar with most of the characters that that really resonated with me and you know the, the overall gameplay and the overall story is just fantastic I mean there I can't really think of any issues I'm, I'm pretty sure there are some but in terms that's like one of the great last great Super Nintendo titles because it's just everything about it is great from the music to the graphics which look I mean, for 1987, it looked really good, and um, just, um, I don't want to say well-developed characters, but very likable characters, and um, yeah, that it was. it's really a great game. Yeah, um, I've played, uh, played through it once before, and it's really fun. I like the, um, the graphics still. Uh, it's it looks very nice and the 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 way that the battles work as well is sort of a bit, bit more active um than the typical turn based game so yeah the timed hits was mm. was pretty cool pretty cool innovation yeah that's probably the only other mario game that i've never played and uh i didn't want to admit that either um but i've just played s- so many Mario RPGs now, I kind of got burnt out around the DS era, and when I think about going back to the first one, it I don't know, I just never got myself to do it uh, you, might, you might feel like playing it one day and it's on, it's on the Wii virtual console at least okay, so we'll move up um, move up to the next sort of era, the N64 sort of era um, so my one was Ocarina of Time. Uh, so I ended up getting an N64 kind of late. So like, I think towards the end of 99 and, uh, I didn't really know anything about Zelda at the time. Um, I ended up getting Star Wars Podracer and Ocarina of Time at the, when I got the console, cause it came in like sort of together. And, uh, you know, I played Podracer cause that was the main game I was like wanting to play. And then I later on I put in Ocarina of Time and I was just like, oh, what's this? It's crazy. And um, you know, I was stuck in the Kokiri Forest for a while. I mean, it took me a while to beat the Deku Tree, so <laughs> which seems stupid now, but I never played a Zelda game or even a 3D action game before. So like, I didn't, I never had, I never played really like Mario 64 or anything like that beforehand. I'd played stuff like you know, Goldeneye and that a little bit at friends' houses and stuff, but. I hadn't really had the third-person action game um, experience before, so it was quite a different um, sort of type of game to, you know, get your head around and work out how how it worked and everything. So that was, like, a massive, like, impact on me, and and I just loved the game. And once I did get out into Hyrule Field, I was like, oh, wow, it's like, this is massive. That first, like, mini cinematic, thing where the it pans across the field and like it just looks huge in terms of cinematics and in terms of storytelling that's that's an incredible title i mean i, I wrote an article recently about beating it for the first time and yeah that's right you only played it recently yeah didn't you? yeah and um i have to agree that's like one of the best one of, probably one of the best video games of all time i mean um so completely innovative for its time that people that games are still using mechanics from from Ocarina of Time even today. I mean, um, there's incredible puzzles. I I loved every temple on every every level I played. Um, 
Mm. I mean, it's not like uh, heavily focused on story, but the story that it told was pretty awesome. And um, Final Battle is very memorable. Uh, mm-hmm. I I never really got into Zelda, but that that's the first game I beat. The first Zelda game that he beat, and um, just an incredible game. Yeah, Ocarina of Time. Um, that's the third game that my mom ever played, and after that, there's nothing <laughs> else. Um, but she actually got addicted to it at kiosks during Christmas, and then really close to Christmas, she was done with her shopping. We said like, "Oh yeah, there's this game we want called Zelda." And she was just, like, really upset, and we didn't know why. We were like, oh, we're sorry, we didn't mean to ask for it. And she was like, no, like, I want that game, um, but you guys didn't ask for it, so we don't get Zelda for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, So we got it in, like, late January, uh, and she made us play it so she could watch. Um, I mean, you know, it was fun, but she would be like, hey, you want to come play Zelda? And she'll still do that, like, if she's sad or around holidays, we'll go play Zelda at her house. (laughs) It's like most people, most kids uh, had, you know, their moms were nagging them to get off Zelda. And uh, yours was like, hey, do you want to play Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loved it, man. That's cool. So, um, hey, Adam, what's your one, next one? Uh, my next one would have to be Mario Party. Ah. I'm the second of four kids. Mm-hmm. And I got Mario Party for my birthday one year. And uh, we had four controllers, four controller ports, and four players. Wow. Uh, and still to this day, if we're all in town, we'll break out Mario Party. Um, like, we played Mario Party 10 together when it came out, um, 8 a lot. I don't think we ever played 9, but, uh, you know, every year or so we'd get a new Mario Party and we would all play it, no matter what we were doing. We'd hear the rumbling, like, oh, oh, Mario Party 7 is coming out. It looks terrible. We should all, like, take time off work so we can play it together. <laughs> Um, hey, seven was pretty good. I like six and seven. I don't know. They've all kind of blurred together, and they're all good, I guess. I don't know. Eight was pretty crummy. Eight. I liked eight a lot. Eight wasn't even widescreen. That was looked like a GameCube game ported to Wii. I mean, that was that was bad. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's the the memories that make it special for me. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. You know, I I, I did play it a bit at my friends and stuff, but uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, Mario Party One or Mario Party in, in general. Is yeah, with with the hand blisters, man. I had the nastiest hand blister you ever saw from Mario Party One. See, like everyone used the palm on like the palm of the hand to spin the control stick, but you didn't have to do that. I mean, yeah, you if you wanted to win, man. <laughs> I come out with like a like a glove you used for it. Isn't I remember that? I remember the issue with that. At least, yeah. In, yeah, Nintendo America sent out white gloves to everyone, right? If they sent in for it. Yeah, I wish I would have gotten one of those. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not like a collector's item on eBay or something now. <laughs> Mario Party 1 glove. It's bloody with blister blood. I mean, I, my hand got sore from playing it, but I never got, like, blisters. Mm. I, I liked the first Mario Party. Um, uh yeah, I mean I don't have like a ton to say about it because because every Mario game kind of like blends in for me, kind of feels the same. But uh, playing a board game like that with friends is it's pretty fun. Yeah, Mario Party Two was the one that my friends and I played the most actually, uh, but we did dip into one sometimes, which is pretty good. 
So yeah, Brian, what's up next? Hmm, for Nintendo 64, um, probably have to mention um, Mario 64 because uh, mm. that and yeah. Ocarina of Time are like two of the most influential games that probably of all time. I mean, just in terms of um, of how you proceed through levels in Super Mario 64 and the amount of freedom it gives you, it's just amazing. Yeah, and, um, definitely. And I love exploring the castle and exploring all of its secrets and uh, going through every level and discovering what I could find there because um, I think there are some stars that you can only get if you play with that star you select at the startup screen, but for the most part, you can just go and do whatever you want. And that that, that amount of freedom is very, very cool because, because um, before that, it's like, you just go through what like the beginning of the game through the end like there's no yeah there's no freedom to it but that was the first game where they gave you options to what you want to do and I found that very cool but yeah that's the that's the first Mario well no Super Mario World was the first one I beat but um Mario 64 was like the second Mario game I beat and I didn't get all 120, 120 stars, but I got pretty close, and that, that's that's the game that um, that sticks out for me the most on the N sixty four. I don't know what what what's about the Nintendo sixty four that just doesn't resonate with me as much as other type, other consoles, but um, you know, there's two games out there that's you know, like I said, the mo- some of the most influential games of all time. So I have to give props to it. Yeah, Mario sixty four is definitely definitely great and I, I didn't end up like really playing it properly until 2003 or so where I, I bought a copy off eBay I think and played uh, played through it like actually playing through it uh, I've never actually gotten 120 stars I've been like really really close I think it's just laziness that I haven't beat it completely most of the time whenever I've like started the file again because I generally get up to like 115 116 or so and then it's just like the last few are really a real slog, so I had to put it down and then never go back to it. It's probably like a few levels where I need to get a hundred coins, um, but yeah, oh well. And you guys don't know what true disappointment is, because we got all 120 stars and shot up onto the roof looking for Luigi, and there was a damn Yoshi there with nothing to tell us. Uh, he, we were... he gives you like a hundred lives, doesn't he? Who cares? We beat the game. We were done. <laughs> exactly. There was the rumor that you could get Luigi, but uh, did not did not yeah, happen. Yeah, circle around the, the courtyard uh, like 120 times or something. Yeah, we did it all. The inscription at, in the fountain in the courtyard and says like "L is real" or something like. Yeah, that. like I was gonna say, if you look online, there's like all these um, sort of conspiracy theory level stuff where like you go into the courtyard and it's like. Ellie's real on the plaque somewhere, and then it, like this, people's like, oh, there's all these clues in the game that Luigi's around somewhere. If you do all this, if you crack the code, Luigi will pop off or something. Well, there was a lot of that for getting the Triforce in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, th- there was. Yeah, it's like you got to beat the game fifteen times, and then. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think the first conspiracy I ever fell for. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the next sort of era, which would be the GameCube. Uh, so my picks, I've got two for the GameCube that sort of snuck up on me and uh, really, like, I really got into at the time. And that was 
uh, Resident Evil 4 and Metal Gear Solid, uh, the remake of Metal Gear Solid. Like, now I had, um, I'd bought RE1 on the GameCube, um, you know, when that came out and I didn't like it. So I ended up selling it. So I had stopped paying attention to anything Resident Evil because uh, I don't really like Resident Evil. So it wasn't until like a month before RE4 came out where I started hearing all this stuff, like all the reviews saying how great it was. And I was like, oh, okay, well I'll give it a go. And that was like, I, it was like Ocarina of Time again. I was just sucked right, right into it. And it was like the first real, um, third person shooter I, I had, had played and I hadn't, there hadn't been like a ton of those games anyway, but that was like, that was the one that was actually the most polished. And it was also the one that, um, you know, was sort of my first experience with that genre and the, the same for Metal Gear. Metal Gear was like, um, everyone would say how great it was. And I did, I, when I bought it, I sort of regretted it at first because I just didn't understand the game and like I got a little way into it and I was like, uh, this game, I don't think it's very, like, I don't really like it. I don't know, but I, I kept going and, um, pushed through any sort of, um, you know, weirdness that I was having with it and ended up becoming uh, one of my favorite games, but I still haven't gone and finished the sequels yet. So I need to get on that because the newest one looks really good. Mm-hmm. I've had, I have like, um, the first one on PlayStation and the HD collection, but I never actually played it. It's like, um, mm. one of the many in the backlog that I'm Yeah, I've got the HD collection. Uh, I need to, I want to sort of get into that eventually, play through two and three and stuff. But you guys, I'm guessing you guys like RE4 and Metal Gear Solid on the GameCube? I played a wow. little bit. I mean, that's the... I played four a little bit and five a little bit of Resident Evil, and um, mm. I remember the time I had with Resident Evil Four. I remember liking it. Um, the thing that I don't know why I didn't complete it all the way, but um, yeah, from, from what I played it, I remember liking it. I think I'm too impatient for Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I tried to play three on PS2, and I just died a lot. Would run up to enemies and die. Uh, and I think I'm too big of a pussy for Resident Evil. It's just, it's scary. They jump RE4, out and they RE4 try and get you. Like, RE4 is not like, it's hugely, it's more action than sort of horror and stuff. Like, it's not too many jump scares or anything. Yeah, and I have the Wii version of that one. Um, And uh, I died a lot in that first town just so many times. Because I wanted to get my money out of it, but I just kept dying. The first town in RE4 is, um, it was intense. Like, I died a few times trying to, like, beat the, the first initial onslaught of people. And, um, when I finally did, I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, phew, that's over. It was intense. So, yeah, um, Adam, what's, what sort of, what do you like on the GameCube and stuff? Uh, I also have two, um, and mine are both, like, cartoon RPGs. They're two of, like, the only RPGs on the system. Uh, and they're Tales of Symphonia and Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Uh, and Tales of Symphonia just, just... It dragged me in. Uh, I got really into the story. I like the art style, the combat. And I've played a lot of Tales games uh, since then. But that was my first one, and it's still my favorite. Um, I, I wish they would have brought that to 3DS instead of Tales of the Abyss, which is okay. 
give them time, they might decide on the next Nintendo handheld. <laughs> well, they just brought it to PS3. I know. Um, yeah. A couple of years ago, and I bought that, but I don't even have a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Paper Mario Two was it was my first Mario RPG, I think. Um, but that one dragged me in, and it was just really long. But it was enjoyable the whole way through. You know, I would do the thing in the town like you do in an RPG, but it was fun and entertaining all the way through. And then there was still more, and it just kept going for so long. And I didn't expect it to be that long or that enjoyable. Um, But I'll still go back and and play that game and recommend that game to anyone. Very clever script, too. Very very clever and funny script for Paper Mario 2. I really like that about the game the most. So Brian, what's up next for you? Um, it's GameCube. I would probably go with Animal Crossing. That, that was the game that yeah. I played the most for I think like a month straight. Yeah. And um, I just like the idea of building my own house and working to get upgrade my house every other every other time and um, talking with the people and being sad when they move out and then seeing new people come in. And then hating one pe- person that I, I hate one person that I enjoyed putting pitfalls there so they would fall and hope they move out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I liked um, using the Game Boy Advance as a controller so you can go to the island and um, working on your beach house over there and yeah. uh, looking for ways to create more money to upgrade your house. I think I forget like the exact method but I remember there was a good way to to get more bells to um, upgrade your house in the island, but um, mm-hmm. I li- also liked um, being able to play the NES games on Animal Crossing because there was a ton of NES games. I think that was um, that was like the first time I played games like pinball and uh, yeah, pinball and a few other titles. I remember playing a lot. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, like having the finding the NES games was like so much fun in the GameCube version. I think I never got all of them, but I think you could even get like the Legend of Zelda. I'm not sure if that's right, though. I think so, that, I think yeah. there's like Game Shark codes that will lock like Punch Out and uh, okay. Zelda. Yeah, because like most of them were like the sort of the lesser titles. Like they weren't giving you like the Super Mario Brothers or anything. But um, yeah, it was still really cool. I also like yeah, Dallas. Like every Friday, you would go and hear um, KK Slider do a new song. I like that. I think it's Friday. I forget what day exactly, but I remember liking um, hearing all of KK Slider songs. Yeah, I lost a lot of time to Animal Crossing, um, and one of my deepest memories of that game was uh, my sister and I were in a big fight, and she's like a year younger than me, so we fight all the time. Um, and I went and I deleted her Animal Crossing character. Oh no. She spent all Thanksgiving looking for the damn turkey, and uh, I I went and erased it all, and I felt so bad. And when I told her, we both just started crying, and we hugged, and we made up. And it was probably the most ridiculous thing that any two people have ever done. But uh, I helped her rebuild her house and get her furniture back. Oh, man. that uh. <laughs> she She still brings it up. It's like 15 years later. You deleted my Animal Crossing character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, but they build it pretty... up back together, so that's a very heartwarming ending. Yeah, you helped to build, rebuild. Uh, yeah, 
So uh, I guess that moves us on to the Wii era. Who wants to go? Uh... Are we skipping Game Boy Advance? Oh, sorry. I keep. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about handhelds, but we can do the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, just do that real quick. Okay, I just have one I want to mention, and that's Mega Man Battle Network 3. Okay. Um, those games, they were pretty good, uh, but there were six of them, and I just got really into them. Um, I kind of knew while I was playing them that maybe not everyone would think that they were high quality, but I loved them. And I, they were my first Mega Man games. I've never really played the other Mega Man games. Um, but they were just cool. They had a cool story where, like, you plugged your phone into, like, your washing machine and computers and stuff, and then ran around the internet as Mega Man and killed things in an action RPG. Um, and I actually still, every once in a while, will change my phone background to a picture of, of that version of Mega Man. The main character was called Lan, right? Yeah, Lan Hikari. Um, <laughs> and then Mega Man, I forget what his name was. Oh, Hub. His name was Hub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So cheesy. Yeah, I never really never really got into those games. Um, my friend did, though. So, uh, Brian, do you have any Game Boy Advance game real quick? Uh, Fire Emblem, the first one. It's okay. Just, um, an amazing title. I reviewed it recently when it came on the Virtual Console, and I said it's one of the best Game Boy Advance games out there. And I have to, I'm still, I, I completely agree with that, because um, just the characters, the story, the, the gameplay... And that was, and also I got briefly mentioned Final Fantasy Tactics. Those those two were the best um, strategy games I've played on any system. Mm. And um, but Fire Emblem, I like the story and and the characters that those really resonated with me. And um, just just an incredible game. Um, mine were probably the first two games that I got with the GBA, uh, which was Mario Kart Super Circuit and Golden Sun. Uh, those games were just really great. I remember getting them both for Christmas and playing Mario Kart like all day and then switching to Golden Sun. It was just like, ah, it was so good. Golden Sun was my first like, real RPG, like outside of Pokemon. So like a more traditional RPG and just the graphics and the story was, I thought it was really great. Did you ever play Golden Sun 2? Uh, yeah, but I, I wasn't quite as crazy about Golden Sun 2 for some reason. Even though they're really? like basically connected up and stuff. But I need to go back and play both of those, actually. Yeah, you have to play them back-to-back with the like 20-character password or whatever. Yeah, you could use a link cable if you had two Game Boy Advances, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, actually, it just dawned on me then, like, usually, like... <laughs> The N64, I started off with a racing game and like sort of an RPG, and then the Game Boy Advance was the same. And then it was almost going to be the same for the Wii with the Excite Truck and Twilight Princess, but Excite Truck was delayed here. <laughs> I think that's a good combo. Racing game, uh, deeper, deeper game. Okay, so let's move on to the next one, which is the Wii generation. So, Brian, uh, what was the, what's your Wii games? Mm. I think the only thing about the Wii is, is that I can't like think of one. Well, I mean, I have one game that I really like, but there's not like a whole lot that I really think I would go back and play again and think it's like one of the so best games out there. There's nothing that was sort of um, 
at the at the time blew you away sort of thing uh so both super mario galaxy games were, were pretty awesome uh, i like two the most um just in terms of um variety and what you can for the variety of levels and stage design is really cool um mm. the music's awesome um I wouldn't say it's as innovative as Final, as um, uh, Super Mario 64, but um, I really enjoyed that game. It's really, really a fun Mario platformer. Um, and one of the most recent ones that's like very much built like Super Mario 64, not not so much in terms of, of um, freedom and what you can do, but in terms of... Um, uh, in terms of that kind of style of gameplay, because Mario Land, the Mario Land series, and Mario, um, oh, so what was the Wii U game, Super Mario 3D World? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of different, but um, going back to Super Mario Galaxy 2, um, I just liked everything about that game. I mean, people back then were giving it like tens, and I, I don't think I would go that far, but. That's a very enjoyable title that I I bought it again on the Wii U when it came out. Um, I think it's Galaxy Two. I'm pretty sure it is, but um, both games in general I just really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, I like the Galaxy games, but um, when I was playing Galaxy One, because everyone was going like flipping out about it at the time, when I was playing it, I was like, yeah, it's really high quality, but I don't know. I was I, I never really like got to that level where it sort of like I don't know um like really blew me away sort of thing I was like sort of like yeah it's good it's great even but you know the presentation's it, it, really great but yeah I do love the uh the presentation of Galaxy yeah I mean the presentation's great and I liked it a lot but I don't know if I would like put in like my top 10 or 20 games of all time mm-hmm that's like the best example I like, I'll, I'll put out on the Wii. I liked having something cool to show off when, like, my Xbox friends came over. You know, it was around the time that, like, Halo 3 came out, uh, which was super awesome. So when they came over to my house, they were like, oh, what do you have? And I was like, I have this awesome Mario game and uh, Wii Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I like um, in Galaxy you can, like, ice skate with Mario. Um, the Wii was probably like the most successful Nintendo console of all time, except for maybe the NES. But that those kind of game, the the games that came out for the Wii were very much. A lot of them were designed for people to get into. I don't think it's really. Not a lot of the games were designed to like make you think, oh, this is like one of the best video games of all time. I don't think it, there's a lot of those. That's probably why I can't like think of one that I really really liked. But Mario, the two Mario Galaxy games are probably the best example. Mm. Well, it, these games that we're talking about don't necessarily have to be the the most critically acclaimed games either. But um, for, as for me, because I, the one that snuck up on me on the Wii generation and I ended up loving a lot was a uh, Bit Trip Runner uh, on the Wii. So that game was like just crazy. I was like I remember like sort of hearing about it on maybe like on RFN and stuff. And I just, I sort of like, yeah, it sounds all right. Uh, I sort of put it away in my mind. It's like, and I ended up buying it eventually. And that was just like the music, the way the music was and the way the challenge of like perfectly, basically perfectly like doing all the jumps in a level was just like really great. I just, 
love that game. And uh, I found that it was actually, like, even though it was a difficult game, surprisingly, like, my sister and my girlfriend, like, really liked it as well. Like, they, like, we played it, all played it together, like, one afternoon for a while. And I think, like, they both ended up at least completing World 1. And uh, like, we just sort of, like, pass it off after a few turns or whatever. But, like, even, even like, people that aren't, like, you generally like hugely skilled at video games like can get into that just because like it's like oh damn i missed that jump just by a little bit i'll start again and that was what was so great about bit trip runner like as soon as you got hit you went like it just basically started again straight away uh so it was really easy to just like keep going keep going keep going and it's like really addictive yeah the only one of those that i really got into i think was bit trip beat and it was like the the pong one um, and I, that one was, was really fun. Yeah, I haven't really played that many of the other Bit Trip games. The Runner one was the only one that inter- seemed to, like, interest me enough. But, uh, and it's funny because Bit Trip Runner was, like, one of my favorite games on the Wii. And, um, but the sequel, I didn't get into nearly as much. Uh, even though it's technically, like, better and, uh, the game's still really great. But... There's something about the simplicity of um, the first one that like speaks to me more. I think like the second second one had a lot of alternate paths and a lot of extra stuff in it, but the first one was is still my favorite one. So uh, we're up to Adam, right? Yeah. Um, for me, for the Wii, uh, I I have to say Skyward Sword. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I know it, it has its problems, uh, mostly with pacing and t- tutorials and stuff, but I thought the dungeons were fun, the motion controls clicked for me, uh, and most importantly, I played it with my friends. Uh, I was living with two bros at the time, and we had three TVs with three Wiis hooked up in the family room, and we were all three playing Skyward Sword next to each other. And we all had varying degrees of success with the motion controls, which I, I thought was hilarious, but they didn't. Um, but it was the first time that I'd ever heard a, a, a recent Zelda game be in the the conversation since like Ocarina of Time came out. For some reason, everyone played it. Everyone had an opinion on it. Uh, like Twilight Princess kind of got forgotten. Wind Waker was kind of dismissed for its art style. Um, but Skyward Sword was the first one that everyone talked about, uh, which... I don't know, like, Twilight Princess sold a lot more than Skyward Sword. Like, I'm pretty, like, I don't know, I I feel people were talking a lot about Twilight Princess, uh, when it came out and stuff. I don't know, maybe it was just my age, but I heard a lot about, like, you know, Wii Sports at that time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what is it that you like about Skyward Sword, then? Uh, just that that world seems like the fullest, most fun Zelda world. Like I still like Ocarina of Time more. Uh, I'll play that over Skyward Sword any day. Um, but it was just epic. It was something different. It was something new because I felt like I've I've played the same Zelda game like every time I've ever played a Zelda game. Uh, but Skyward Sword was was different. Mm. Did you also, like, I found that game to become, like, very sort of tedious, like, halfway to, like, maybe around halfway and then to the end of the game. There's lots of, like, sort of every step of the way, you got to pull something out, you got to, 
it's like very narrow game, like linear sort of experience in a way. Um, it's like a I way felt to do it. Kind of the opposite, where like the first half was really tedious. Kind of, uh, I was just like I was just being pushed forward by the people around me who were also playing it. Uh, but then the second half was just all downhill. I just you know, was addicted to the game, uh, and I was looking for more and more and more to do, and eventually I got, like, all the friendship crystals and all the heart pieces. Um, Fun Fun Island is the least fun I've ever had in a video game, the, like, skydiving minigame. I hate that, dude. Oh, it's awful. Um, But as I got farther into the game, I I started to appreciate what they did uh, a lot more. There was, like, there's some cool spots. I, I do like the, the whole the desert area and the the pirate ship was cool. The the whatever that was with the like the time traveling stuff. Yeah, the time traveling stuff and that stuff was so cool. Yeah. What about you, Brian? What do you think about Skyward Sword? Um, I think I should take it out of the Wii case I have and play it sometime. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's okay. sitting there, but I've, I've never played it. Yeah. Chuck it in your Wii U and give it a go sometime. Yeah, that's why I have it there. I'm planning to someday, but yeah, maybe try and maybe try and do it before uh, before Zelda Wii U comes out. You got a bit of time still. Um, If you do play it, I do recommend never turning off your system because every time you turn it on, it'll remind you what every little collectible is every time you pick one up. Oh man, I hate that. That was awful. I just left my Wii U on for like three weeks. Uh, or I guess it was my Wii at the time. Yeah, whenever you restart the game, everything tells you, like, the rupees and all that. Uh, Not rupees. Twilight Princess was rupees. Um, okay, I thought they did rupees as well in Skyward Sword. I think it was just the, like, 50 other collectibles that you got uh, all the time, which was worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we, we'll finish up on the Wii U. I'm not sure I've really got one for Wii U just yet, but uh, what about you guys? Mm. I'd have to go easy and say Smash. It's just a a blast. You can play it with anyone. Um, and I've really gotten into the amiibo support uh, because instead of just beating or losing people that are at different levels than me, um, I can just be on a team against some amiibo and we just have a, a fun time. They get better. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Um and that's just really cool that that I can do that. So, um, yeah, because I wasn't really thinking in the terms of uh, portable games as well. We could quickly go back and talk about DS and 3DS quickly. Uh, do you guys have any favorite DS games? For me, I would probably go with um, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl because okay. um, I, well, I liked um, Ruby and Sapphire. I, I really loved um, Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl because... That again felt like a sequel to the earlier titles, not so much in like terms of storyline, but in terms of um, bringing everything that made Gold and Silver great back after um, Ruby and Sapphire pretty much ignored stuff. So um, I, I enjoyed um, seeing all the new evolutions, and I I like the story for the most part. I mean, it's not it's not as memorable, but it's it's pretty good. And that was also the first time that. Um, Pokemon games had online play, so I I very much remember trying. That was like the first time I legit tried to collect all the Pokemon, and I didn't do it on that game. I think I did it with um, Black and White Two, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, those are two very good titles. I really enjoy that, and I, that's that's one of the games I go back and play a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl, those are the only Pokemon games that I couldn't get through. I just, they just lost me. Uh, but then Heart Gold came out a little after and brought me back into Pokemon. I, I still think that that's the perfect Pokemon game, uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, as it was just a blast to relive Gold and Silver, which are, are great. Uh, but they kind of fixed some things, and you could have a Pokemon follow you, which they they need to bring back because that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, Diamond and Pearl just didn't do it for me. So do you have another DS game that you really liked? Um, yeah, I'd feel bad if I didn't bring it up. Uh, it's a really weird game called Ninja Town, uh, where it's a, a tower defense game where you're adorable ninjas, and uh, I, I picked it up cheap for some reason, I don't remember why, and I got really addicted to it, and I, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it, this is so much fun, and it gets really hard as you go, Um and I didn't know whether I was crazy or this was the best game in the entire world. So I passed it around to my friends and made them all play it. And they all got addicted to it. Um, and it's it's just a, a fun game. I'll go back to it often. Like if I'm on a, uh, a surprise road trip and I need something to grab, I'll grab Ninja Town for sure. It's, it's weird. And uh, they made like an iPhone game that is nothing like it. And other than that, they, they really haven't released much. They make like stuffed animals and stuff, <laughs> um, but it's it's a, such a good game. Hmm. I can't really think of a DS game that stands out in the way that I've been sort of thinking about these games. Um, sure, there's lots of games I like on the DS, but mm, I can't think of one that I got super addicted to or sort of surprised by at the time. So I'll just skip the DS and move on to the 3DS, which the game that I really like and um, got like right into when it came out was Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, that was like a new kind of Mario game. And, uh, you know, people were, it was sort of, people were sort of unsure about how it was going to go down because early reports were saying that, oh, it was a little, might be a little hard sometimes um, with the perspective and stuff like that. But or the controls were slightly not responsive enough. I can't remember exactly what the early reports were saying, but that uh, once it came out, it didn't really matter because it was such a solid game and it has, like, you know, it's sort of an evolution of the Galaxy games in a way, but also it brings in the, the more of the, the 2D elements of Mario. And um, that was just really great, and I really liked, uh, really enjoyed that game. Um and I might even say that I prefer it to the sequel, uh, 3D World on the Wii U. I very much yeah, enjoyed it's... 3D World. I, I remember liking 3D Land, but I think... I don't know, there's something about 3D World in terms... No, I would go with that was my favorite Wii U game. Because, um... Just a bunch of different ideas that I've never seen before in, a, in Mario games. Very, very cool power-ups, very... Very great level design. I really enjoyed Super Mario 3D World. Mm. 3D Land's really good too, though. I would agree. The the um the way that they're sort of structured is slightly different. I mean, 3D World is designed to be a multiplayer game as well, and 3D Land was a like single player game basically. And um, 
I think the the level designs uh, sort of reflect that a bit more. Everything's a bit more narrow. Everything's a bit more tight in 3D land. But but yeah, both of them are really good. What about you guys? Uh, 3DS games, real quick. Um, the first 3DS game I fell in love with was Pokemon Rumble Blast, um, and it's just a top-down like dungeon crawler beat 'em up. It's a stupid game, but it's so much fun. Uh, every Pokemon has different moves, and all the moves control differently. Um, and like every Pokemon is in it, and it's it's pretty darn endless. And it had one of the worst stories I've ever seen in a game, and it was just just fun fun how <laughs> campy it was uh, that the evil toys are trying to take over Toyland. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of fun with it, collecting all the different Pokemon and uh, seeing which ones I liked the most. Um, that one I bought twice. I bought it, the, a physical one, and then when it came out on the eShop, I rebought it so I could transfer my file over and have it everywhere. Cool. Hey, you, Brad? For me, um, I mean, the easy choice would be Pokemon X and Y, but I'll go something different and I'll say um, Ollie Ollie. That's a really great game that I got into uh, recently. Uh, I reviewed it for NWR and I gave it a 9. Um, I really enjoyed just the simplicity of um, getting the controls are really simple but to master it is really really hard mm-hmm. and um, I mean the sequel is, a, is very cool too but that's not out on the Wii yet um, or on 3DS but um, I very much enjoyed Ali Ali I just love the music the music's actually really great and uh, the, the gameplay again is is simple to get into but to actually like complete a level especially in the later stages is super hard mm-hmm. but um I mean in terms of skating games I think it's um that should be what modern skate games should be because I mean I know um there's a new Tony Hawk game coming out but um a game like Ollie Ollie feels very fresh and very much like a 2015 game I mean yeah. um just in terms of presentation, in terms of how you how you play the game and how simple it is. I, I really enjoyed that game. Okay, so that kind of brings us to the end of uh, this topic, I think, guys. Um, thanks for joining me. No problem. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm still freaking out. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's cool. Um, we'll definitely be uh, getting you on more often over, over the coming shows, probably. Um, so, do you, are you guys? You guys have. Oh, Brian's on Twitter. Are you on Twitter, Adam? I am on Twitter. Do you want to you wa- share your handle? Well, yeah. Um, my Twitter handle is uh, adventurebuddy zero one, and A is the only vowel in adventure. Okay. And Brian, what's your Twitter? Uh, it's BR26. BR26. And I'm Nicholas NWR. Alright, thanks again, guys, and see you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.